The Black Male Archives, where we capture, curate, and promote positive stories about Black men. Welcome to the Black Male Archives. My name is Rodney Freeman. I am your host. I am here today with Steve Brooks. This has been one of my good friends since high school. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff that I, that me and this guy has gotten into, but we're not going to say that on the podcast. So, but uh, again, Steve. Uh, thank you for being on the Black Male Archives podcast, and we just wanted to to kind of be able to show um, the listeners or tell the listeners uh, what you've been up to and what you what you're doing in your profession. Because I feel like there's uh, not that many people that I've been able to talk to who are in the military, in the Air Force, and kind of high up in the ranks. So I wanted to be able to have the listeners hear your story, where you come from, and how your experience has been as a black male um, in your profession. So uh, again, thank you for being on the podcast and I'll let you in, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, um, I'm Steve Brooks. And so, yeah, currently I am in the Air Force. I've been in the Air Force probably for about 16 years. And so I started off my Air Force career going to the Air Force Academy. Um, I went there and studied in mechanical engineering. And so I got a degree from there and then I went off and started working into various aircraft systems. So I'm an engineer in the Air Force. Um, So what I do as an engineer is we actually build and design um, new equipment, new weapon systems for the Air Force. So my first job I worked with um, the F-22, which is one of our fighter airplane aircraft, F-16, which is another fighter aircraft. Um, I worked on the ejection seats. And so ejection seats are whenever a pilot's in danger, they're about to crash. Um, I worked on new modifications on upgrading these ejection seats um, so that these pilots would be safe. Um, and then I followed on my next assignment, went back to the academy, um, did some work for diversity recruiting. Um, so at the Air Force Academy, we we're trying to help bring in more minorities. Um, and um, I went back there to try to um, help educate the minorities on the opportunities that the Air Force Academy has to offer. A lot of people think that the Air Force Academy is um just signing up being enlisted um and going into the military and just kind of um serving in the military but the air force academy is actually a college a university and so it was it's kind of equivalent to a harvard or yale um type university and so when you get accepted into that academy um it's a full ride tuition um four-year institution um and it's also one of the top ranked universities in the nation um and so that's what i was trying to help educate minorities to let them know that opportunity um, that is there. It's a full ride opportunity. They actually pay you to go to college. And so uh, I went back to the academy to kind of help spread the word to our community to let them know that, hey, this is a great opportunity for us. Um, and so we actually did a great job of helping to outreach and we helped increase our numbers and increase the diversity in the Air Force Academy. How was, um, how was, your, how was your experience in the Air Force Academy? How's my experience in the Air Force Academy? So going through any military training, um, it's a complete culture shock. Um, so you're used to, <laughs> um, I guess, uh, yeah, you, you're used to being able to um, have your freedom, choose what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, going to the Air Force Academy, um, it's not like a traditional university. So like my first year as a freshman, um, you're told when to wake up, <laughs> you're told what to wear. Um, I was joking with my wife the other day, part of our training was that 
um, during lunch or during meals, you only could chew seven times. And so if you chewed over seven times and you would get in trouble, you get yelled at, and then you have to go and do push-ups, or you'd have to go run or do some kind of discipline activity to kind wait, of you only, sure. wait, wait, wait. You only yeah. chew seven <laughs> times and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So it's more about it's more about etiquette as yeah. a freshman. So as a freshman hazing, it's more of teaching you etiquette because they want you to take small bites. And yeah. so it's more of teaching you whenever you're eating, you shouldn't be taking huge bites and having like chewing the mouth. And like, if you're in a conversation, you're in meetings or you're talking with individuals, more proper etiquette is to make sure you chew, you take a bite that's small enough to only chew seven times. Do you um, think, so do you think or, you got hazed more because you were, you were a black man? Oh, I definitely got hazed more because um, I was a minority. Um, and also, sorry. Um, and also <laughs> um, more the, the minorities hazed us more because they knew that um, we stood out and that we had to make sure that um, the other cadets or the other um, groups are going to harass us more. So they, like I said, the, the minorities hate us more just to make sure that we were strong enough to, to, to you know, stand up to um, the other folks that are going to hate us and harass yeah. us. Do you, do you think that hazing helped when you got into your actual career as an engineer and being a black man and being, cause I, I, I I know my father was an engineer too, and I know he was. It was always times that he would tell me about how there weren't that many black male engineers. So, do you think that, that hazing actually helped you? Um, for my job, probably not. Not really. I don't know. I don't. What I do is, like I said, I'm more of the business side of the Air Force, and so business, engineering, developing, and so um, I've had a lot of great opportunities, and so. Um, I think in my first assignment, it was probably a test like when they, when my, when I got, I didn't realize I was actually being profiled initially. Um, but, um, at my first assignment, um, I was put in charge of, um, I was put in charge of something and then I guess I wasn't as productive or, um, doing what I was supposed to do. And so I didn't realize, I thought I was doing a great job. But then one of my other senior officers that was black, he kind of took me to the side and said, hey, these people are kind of saying these things behind their back. They're calling you lazy and unmotivated, and unproductive. Um, you know, you need to kind of step up. And so he actually he took me to the side and told me, like, hey, these people are talking about you. You need to kind of step it up because they're actually looking at trying to get you in trouble and get you kind of kicked out um, because I was being initially profiled as one of the only blacks there. Um, and so he kind of took me to the side and kind of talked with me and mentored me on that. And that kind of helped turn around my attitude of what I was doing. Cause I thought I was doing a good job. Nobody mm -hmm. was telling me I was doing anything bad. It wasn't until that black officer kind of took me to the side and told me that, Hey, they are looking to get you kicked out because yeah. you fit his profile. Wow. Um, do you think, do you, because of that experience, how, how did that, how do you feel? Um, uh, what's the, I mean, I lost the words. How do you, how do you feel that you're able to kind of do that for somebody else coming up? Um, that experience, like I said, that experience kind of helped set me up to where I'm at today in my career. Um, mm. and so how I help others is I actually try to do the same thing. So I'm kind of, um, reaching out to various, um, minorities in our organization Mm -hmm. um, and trying to just help mentor one of the guys I'm actually working with right now. He's kind of a very junior, just kind of graduated from college. He's actually not military, but he's a civilian. I'm working yeah. in the government, um, but just kind of mentoring him on kind of 
what to do, like how to, you know, how to lead, um, just doing some basic things. I'm just kind of helping talking and mentoring folks through. So I'm just being there for if anybody needs any advice. Um, a lot of my other friends, they actually have different networks and groups set up on um, Facebook chats. And so I'm involved with that and doing different outreach in this COVID environment. And since I just kind of moved to a new assignment, mm-hmm. it's been a little bit hard to kind of reach out um, and kind of make that personal connection with a lot of folks just because we've all been on lockdown for the past year. And so I yeah. just moved to the space a year ago and I've only been in my office once and I actually have not in person met anybody in my organization yet. And so it's wow. Kind of, so it's a little, so it's a little different. So it's a little challenging right now. Um, yeah. but hopefully once we get, so I'm trying to find ways to kind of network and kind of to help mentor um, the young officers or young people in our area. So. But, Are you trying to mentor without being able to kind of connect with them in person? You do a lot of virtual meetings and stuff like that? Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. So like one of the guys that he kind of came on my team. Um, so that's what I'm mentoring him. He just came on my team. And so I'm doing virtual meetings with him on helping him. One, he's, you know, different projects I have him working on, but two, on other life type things too. just kind of talking with him about it. So, yeah. How do you how do you feel when you when you traverse that 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 military world civilian world and being a black man world how do those three interact say it again how do you traverse those three worlds of being military civilian and then a black man does it does do they even you know have any type of of I don't know, effect on you or do they even have any type of um, sense of, you know, I have to be one way here, one way there, one way there. How does that, how does that work? It's a good question. So I said, I've been, essentially I've been part of the military most of my adult life. Mm -hmm. Um, So almost what, 16, 17 years. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have always been like a black male military person. Um, And so now it's, um, I don't know, to me, it's always just one, essentially like the piece that I'm different is when I'm in uniform. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm in uniform, I know people kind of look at me a different way. Mm-hmm. And especially when I see that I'm an officer. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, a lot of your viewers, they might not know, like there's two different sides of the military enlisted and officer. And so I'm on the officer side, which means that's more of the leadership ranks um, versus the enlisted side is more the technician type ranks. Um, and so um, with me being when I'm in uniform and I'm an officer, then I kind of have to hold myself to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since there's not a lot of black officers, um, most people automatically assume if I'm in the military, they assume that I'm enlisted, which is on the technician side. Um, and so I kind of have to make sure I hold myself to a higher standard um, that. No, I'm not. Um, even though there's nothing wrong with being enlisted technician, just more of um, but I am actually in a leadership position. And so I need to kind of hold myself and kind of make sure I hold myself to that higher caliber. Yeah. Have you, have you ever, have you ever been somewhere I've always, I, I, and this is just off the cuff. Have you ever been somewhere where somebody may had a reaction to you and then they found out that you were in the military, then they have like a whole different type of reaction. Has that ever happened to you? Yes. All the time. So it's funny because the, <laughs> the reaction is <laughs> I just went to Costco like I said, we've been in this COVID environment, so I haven't really worn a uniform in probably like almost a year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe every, every so and so I put the uniform on. 
But then the other day I had to go into the office and so I put my uniform on. And so it's funny, I went to Costco to get gas and they see me in my uniform and then all everybody all of a sudden wants to talk to me. And so like, hey, how you doing? Oh yeah, how the military here there? And, you know, everybody's very friendly versus normally if I'm going in my sweatpants um, or something like that, then it's kind of completely opposite. I either, I'm getting profiled, um, which I've had that happen numerous times too. I've gone to the grocery store um, in my sweatpants and I got profiled in Walmart um, by the checkout person um, when you're going through the self-checkout. And then the person actually was helping another customer. They came off of the line of the other customer, came and stood behind me, watched me scan every single document in my cart or every single item in my cart. And then after I paid for it, then they said, hey, you didn't pay for something, blah, blah, blah. And they made me, they went through line by line of my receipt um, and kind of just, you know, just doing the whole whole profile issue. Yeah. Like I said, with me, it's a just different situation. Like I said, when I'm not in my uniform, I get racially profiled. But then when I'm in my uniform, then everybody's trying to, I guess, kiss up or suck up or like, hey, I'm talking to a colonel now. So, hey, blah, blah, blah. so it's kind of. It's very interesting. So, and we we didn't even say what your rank is. What is your rank? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a lieutenant colonel in the air force. So that's L- yeah. lieutenant colonel in the air force. And then there's not that many African American male lieutenant colonels, are there? Um, no. So no. In I don't know the percentages, but yeah, I can't. I don't know that. So. It's, it's probably the same amount that our library directors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably pretty close to that. So. It's, it's only it's only like I mean, it's only like a handful of us. We was it was like less than one percent. So I, I I do know that, but I mean, yeah, no. but I, that that is an awesome achievement. It, what was your motivation? Because there's so many stories that I hear about black males and black men, black pe- people in, in general in the history with with the military. Why did you? make that decision to go to the military, you know, you know, the historical significance of it and, you know, you just being a black man. Um, yeah, no, good question. My initially um, growing up, um, I said, you know, let's growing up together. My goal was always to stand out and always to do something to kind of do something to make a difference. And so initially um, while I was in high school, I thought that I wanted to become an astronaut. And so I was trying to figure out, like, what's the best way for me to set myself up to become an astronaut? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I chose to go to the Air Force Academy, um, mm-hmm. because then there it would help set me on the path to be able to, if I want to become an astronaut, this would help set me on that path to get there. Um, but obviously things changed. I didn't become an astronaut. However, I got to working in the space field. And so mm-hmm. as I was telling you, like my other previous assignments of what I what I've done in the past is I've develop satellites, um, GPS satellites. So something that you all know and use every day um, mm-hmm. for your cell phone. That's actually a military um, is in charge. The Air Force is actually in charge of building those satellites, putting those up there. And so different civilian companies come and leverage the signal from the satellite, but those are all military assets. And so mm-hmm. um, I was on one of the programs that developed the new generation of satellites that are up there. And then we launched eight satellites um, coming out of there. And so, um, man, um, Awesome. So that's kind of so that actually was able to I didn't actually become an astronaut, but I got to kind of live my dream of working in space. And that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing right now, um, working in space. And I've actually 
a lot of people, like you all joke about the Space Force. Um, so <laughs> I am actually technically part of the Space Force now. Get that out of here. The Space Force, so, man. Yeah, so, um, That's awesome. and so, and so, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not the political idea. Like I said, it's not Trump's idea. I just put it out there like that. It's not Trump or Pence's idea. This has actually been going out probably for about the last 15 years. Ever since I've actually been in the military, yeah. we've been talking about that we need to create this space force, which is a separation. Um, it's just a matter of the Air Force. They specialize in airplanes and aircraft in the air. Um, mm -hmm. Now we have a lot of satellites in the air. We have mm -hmm. a lot of um, rockets and missiles and things that go through space. And so right now, our enemies, such as, you know, China, Russia, different enemies are, um, you know, putting things up in the space. Mm -hmm. And so now space is actually, there's people actually shooting down our satellites, mm -hmm. um, blocking our satellites. And so we need to actually have, start defending those assets that are in space. That's kind of what the Space Force is there is, making yeah. sure that we have an active defense against um, to protect well, our satellites and assets. Well, hey, if they ever need a librarian in space. <laughs> yeah, it's not actually us getting, you know, going up there and you know Star Trek and doing that. So, but hey, I'll be the first one on the plane <laughs> if, it's, if it's, it's Star Trek. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but man, I also you know if if we can if we can be also candid too, um, my friend Steve, um, if you would tell the if you feel comfortable talking about this, but I, you know I also think it's. Uh, good for the listeners to know that um, that your faith is a big factor in, in what you do. And how does that come in? Um, and um, I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, um, like I said, my, my faith is a um, uh, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, and I've, I served a mission. So when I was at the academy, when I was in school, I kind of, I left the academy for two years and served a church mission over mm -hmm. in the Netherlands and mm -hmm. learned a new language. And so that experience actually definitely helped. Um, that was two years of serving people and serving the Lord. Um, and so that actually definitely helped build my character and build who I am today. Um, and so my faith definitely does play a huge part in, um, you know, what I do and um, how I try to help give back and work in the community. So um, yeah, our church does a lot of service. Um, so yeah, so definitely plays a huge part in what I do and who I am. So. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I just want to say, um, you know, I appreciate our friendship because uh, you are one of the people that I look up to, kind of like a big brother. Um, and, you know, <laughs> sometimes big brothers give you tough love, you know, sometimes, you know, they don't listen or sometimes they they do and they tell you stuff that you you don't necessarily necessarily want to hear but you you need to hear it so um i appreciate um our friendship and i'm glad that um that we got to do this interview um is there anything that you would like to let the listener listeners know um anything else that you would like to let the listeners know about the the air force and um you know being an officer in the air force Hmm. I don't know. So right now, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> there goes that off the cuff. <laughs> that is the, the off the cuff of anything else that You're I doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
That's funny. But you know, I, I are you on um are you like on any social media where people can follow you or anything like that? No. <laughs> no, I am I am, I am on that's that's part partially because of um some of my jobs that I've been in. Mm-hmm. Um we don't want to have a high um social media profile um okay. just because of too many things I've done. Um and yeah, just don't yeah. And so I, I do have a, a Facebook account. Um, but again, my wife does most of the posting of our kids and stuff like that. I really don't yeah. keep active on it. Um, so, but yeah, hopefully once I get out of the military, I plan on, I have a few more years left in the military. I'll probably retire in the next four to five years. So in the military, um, you hit 20 years and then you can retire, then you can start your next career. And so that's why I'm looking at my next career of either, um, my wife has been very supportive um, and so trying to help, she's a speech pathologist. And so I'm trying to look at, she wants to start her own um, practice. And so my, my intent is probably when I retire, then we can kind of focus on her career and I can help run her business. Um, and then also on the side, we do a lot of real estate. Um, so that's probably my advice to any listeners to, um, I think real estate's a really good um, getting into investment, just kind of learning about it. So it's always mm-hmm. important, especially for minorities. A lot of minorities don't know about investing and getting into real estate. And so it's important that you um, learn finances and understand money and then, you know, um, learn that early on. Right, right. And we learn learn how that money works. And we can't really end this podcast without recognizing your your wife um, because being a, a military spouse, I know it has to be hard. Um, and I know she's been your support. So, I mean, is there anything that you would like to say about, about that? Yeah, no, definitely. My, my, your family is extremely important. And my family, my wife has been there. Um, we have a young son. And so, like I said, families, like the reason why you do it. So, like I said, I'm, I'm protecting, like being in the military, you're serving, you're protecting your nation, but then you also have to make sure you're protecting your family. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you have that good family structure, and I have a great wife, um, great family, um, and so great friends, um, great network of people. Um, Rodney, you've been, I think you say you talk about a brother. So it's like, yeah, um, have my little brother. And you are the little brother because you are actually short. So, <laughs> yeah, my little bitty brother. Um, <laughs> I don't think now, I'm bigger than you anymore. I didn't lost some weight, man. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> But now, like I said, you've been like a great, like great friend. And like I said, great inspiration to me and like all the, the different accolades. Like it's been an honor being your friend too. Like I said, you definitely lift oh, me man. up. Um, just all the things you're doing. And like I said, I'm excited about, I'm glad you kind of invited me to talk on your podcast. This yeah, is not, yeah. this is not my arena. So I'm not a public, I do a lot of speaking and briefings and presentations, um, but I'm not off the cuff type of social person that's my wife so you know, they have the, the, the female male the female archives then my wife would be the great one that everybody would love and we do we do have a sister channel as the woman powerful uh powerful woman of color and um we'll, we're gonna we're gonna be doing some things with that um down the road but definitely have uh have your wife on there and um just to just to wrap up a couple just to wrap this up um are there any, is there any advice that you have for black men who are wanting to be an officer, wanting to be in the Air Force, wanting to be in the military? What, what, things, what advice would you give them? 
Um, if you want to, I recommend if you want to go into the Air Force, I do recommend you go the officer route. Um, I say that more because of um, just being in a, a sense of responsibility and a sense of leadership. And so if you want to go the officer route, you need to make sure you get attend a, a good university. Uh, if you want to get into the Air Force Academy, um, you need to make sure that you're participating in a lot of service activities. So it's not just good enough to have straight A's or to have good grades. You also have to have good grades. You also have to be participating in either various sporting activities or also in various extracurricular activities, um, student organizations, um, different clubs and stuff like that. So make sure that you're well-versed and you participate in a lot of community events and activities. Um, and so, and then, like I said, as you're participating in them, make sure that you're taking those active leadership roles. Um, in those. And then that will help. You got to figure out a way whenever you're trying to get into any college, just in general, um, you need to make sure that you're participating and taking leadership roles in these organizations that you that you're in. If you're on the football team and trying to be one of the leaders on the football team, if you're in the debate club, trying to be one of the leaders on debate or um, different, you know, student unions, whatever you're doing, um, make sure that you try to take an active leadership role in those events. Um, and um, Make sure you try to give back. So make sure you're serving others and do it because you want to. That, that's kind of something I've always done, like throughout my career. Um, there's different ways to get up to different ranks. Um, but for me, I've always tried to chose the path of doing things I enjoy doing. So like all my assignments, for the most part, I chose where I was going to and I'm doing jobs that I wanted to do. Like, like I said, right. Um, like I said, my previous job working in space and launching so like, that, was, that was a great experience, kind of going down to Cape Canaveral and actually watching my vehicle that I built. I built a satellite and then watching it go up into space and then actually going down and watching it actually work on working and sending out signals in space is pretty cool experience. So, um, so like I said, go and find your passion, find your dream and find a way to achieve it um, and don't give up. So, Don't give up, man. Well, you know what, Steve? Blackmail archives where we capture, curate, and promote positive stories about black men, which you are definitely one of. And I appreciate you again. Um, and thank you for your time, sir. Well, thank you, Rodney. <laughs> All right. All right.